Hello, welcome to the Spiritually Armored Podcast. I'm Mike Strother, and you're listening to the bonus content of the show. This is an audio-only episode. I'd like to talk for a little bit about remaining faithful. About a month ago, my son-in-law was telling me about a podcast that he had listened to by Jocko Willink. Jocko Willink is a former Navy SEAL. He's written books on leadership, and he's a motivational speaker. The title of the podcast was Good. And in the podcast, Jocko talks about how a subordinate would come to him with a major problem or issue, and he would respond with, good. When things are going bad, there's going to be some good that comes out of it. Didn't get promoted? Good. More time to get better. Unexpected problem? Good. We have the opportunity to figure out a solution. When things go bad, don't get frustrated, don't get down, get back to it and move forward. This got me to thinking, not everything goes the way we as Christians want it to. We need to understand that everything is not going to always go the way we think it should or the way we wish it would. As a matter of fact, some things are going to go wrong. There are going to be trials in our lives, things that test our faith. The question is, how do we respond? When we face these trials, when things go wrong, we need to deal with it as best we can. We need to find the positives, look for opportunities, pray about it, and stay faithful. Notice James chapter 1 verses 2 through 4. James 1, 2 through 4. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. James is writing to Christians. Notice he addresses my brethren in verse 2. The word patience in verse 3 comes from the Greek word hupomane, which is defined as cheerful or hopeful endurance. The word perfect in verse 4 doesn't mean will be sinless. It comes from the Greek word teleos, which means complete or completeness. The latter part of verse 4 in the New American Standard Bible reads, so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. The footnote for the word perfect there is or mature. Basically, the trials we face will test our faith, which produce endurance. It will give us the strength to endure. As we deal with these trials, we will become more mature Christians. I've got this Apologetics Press study Bible. It's the Defending the Faith study Bible which is a great Bible filled with commentary, special sections, maps, and even deals with many alleged Bible discrepancies. You can get the Bible at apologeticspress.org, which is a great website. It has tons of videos and articles, lots of material for kids. Anyways, there is a note in the Defending the Faith Study Bible for James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4, which basically says that trials make sense to the believer because they understand that God created the world to provide the ideal environment for people to decide their eternal destiny. Trials serve to mature and perfect the human spirit. Let's look at some more verses together, and we're going to start with Matthew chapter 5, verses 11 and 12. Matthew 5, 11 and 12. Jesus is speaking to his disciples, and he says, Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you, and say all kinds of evil against you falsely, For my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. 
Turn over to John chapter 15, beginning in verse 18. John 15, and we'll begin in verse 18. If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. Yet because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember the word that I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. Notice what Paul went through, the hardships and sufferings he endured. Turn over to 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 22 through 27. 2 Corinthians eleven twenty-two to 27. Paul writes, Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they the seed of Abraham? So am I. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more. In labors more abundant, in stripes above measure, in prisons more frequently, in deaths often. From the Jews, five times I received forty stripes, minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I have been in the deep. In journeys often, in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils of my own countrymen, in perils of the Gentiles, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and toil, in sleeplessness often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness. There are still places around the world where people are imprisoned for practicing Christianity. Young people are disowned by parents and kicked out of their houses for obeying the gospel and following Jesus. Friends and or family members will ridicule those who decide to live their lives for Jesus. Friendships are lost, family relationships are fractured because someone has decided to stand firm in the faith. Back to Paul. What was Paul's attitude after going through all of this, after going through all these sufferings and trials? In Romans 8.18, the great apostle writes to the Christians in Rome, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. What an awesome scripture. Basically, there's no comparison. Whatever things we may suffer, whatever problems we face in our Christian walk, they pale in comparison to the glory that awaits us in heaven. Drop down to verse 28 of Romans 8. Romans 8, 28. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. Those who love God. In John fourteen fifteen, Jesus said, If you love me, keep my commandments. Those who are the called according to his purpose are those who have been called through the gospel. Christians. Look at verses 35 through 39 of Romans chapter 8. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, For your sake we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing, shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. 
These scriptures should encourage us. They should motivate us to live for our Lord and Savior. None of these things listed by Paul can cause God to stop loving us. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 10-12, through 12, Paul writes that we will suffer persecution if we live for Jesus. We need to expect it. We need to prepare for it. Let's read the passage together. 2 Timothy 3, 10-12 But you have carefully followed my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, love, perseverance, persecutions, afflictions, which happened to me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra, what persecutions I endured, and out of them all the Lord delivered me. Yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. So what's our plan? What can we do? We can learn from our struggles and hardships and share them with others to help them get through their tough times. Notice James chapter 1 verse 12. James 1 verse 12. Blessed is the man who endures temptation, for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Christians are to understand that if we remain faithful to the Lord as we go through various trials in life, we will receive an eternal reward. Look at Revelation chapter 2 verses 8 through 10. Revelation 2, 8 through 10. And to the angel of the church in Smyrna write, These things says the first and the last, who was dead and came to life. I know your works, tribulation and poverty, but you are rich. And I know the blasphemy of those who say they are Jews and are not, but are a synagogue of Satan. Do not fear any of those things which you are about to suffer. Indeed, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison, that you may be tested, and you will have tribulation ten days. Be faithful until death, and I will give you the crown of life. Notice verse 8. Jesus is the first and the last. He has done his part. Notice verse 10. Be faithful until death. This is our part. We need to stay the course. We need to walk in the light, 1 John 1, 7. Be an example to others, 1 Timothy 4, 12. Share the gospel, Acts 8, 35. The crown of life, an eternal home in heaven, will surely be worth it all. We thank you for listening to the Spiritually Armored podcast. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at armoredspiritually at gmail.com. Again, that's armoredspiritually at gmail.com. 